And when we are able to laugh at ourselves and show ourselves mercy and grace, we lighten up. We're able to open our eyes and ears to what's going on around us. Welcome to the Overwhelmed to Resilient podcast with Dr. Phyllis Hayes Reigns, the one-stop podcast for Christian women who want to unplug from feeling overwhelmed and plug into their inner superpower of resilience so that they can live a life of peace and joy and in God's purpose. Hi, this is Dr. Phyllis. Welcome back to episode 14 of the Overwhelmed to Resilient podcast. And in today's episode, we are talking about tap into your sense of humor and you tap into your resilience. Now, a little background on this. I recently was battling, hadn't been battling, but this one particular evening I was battling It's an ottoman that actually opens up into a twin size bed. Been helping, you know, family member in the evening. So I had been sleeping on this bed and hadn't given me any problems. Probably was a little tired this one particular evening. Didn't make sure that the bed was, you know, the legs that are at the head and the foot of the the bed were fully extended and making sure that foot part was fixed so that the bed wouldn't fall in and didn't do that. So when Phyllis put her knee down on the end of the bed just to kind of get everything set, the foot of the bed folded in. Unfortunately, my toe of my left foot was also bent under. So needless to say, my toe ended up, which I think probably was like a sprain because it just was throbbing and and swollen. So this happened. And then within not too much more time, within the next couple of days, I had moved a, one of those old heavy, um, la- uh, lights that, you know, kind of, they call them the gooseneck light. And I had moved it. I was cleaning through my mom's, um, items and, you know, oh, I might need to use that in the future. You know, maybe there's something I can do. So I went and put it, I thought I was storing it like in a secure place. So I'm over there digging in stuff, cleaning boxes, moving boxes. And all of a sudden, this lamp comes down on the center of my nose, like right here, center of my nose. And now I have bleeding there, okay? I mean, God is so good. Luckily, I did not break my nose. I didn't end up with a concussion. But, and the reason I'm laughing is because I had to laugh. Yes, my toe was hurting. It was hurting, you know, it's just now, weeks later, getting better. 
But I had to laugh because life happens like that sometimes. You're doing the right thing. You're giving it it all. You're all. And life happens. Life happens. And again, I was okay, but I had to laugh because here I am, nose, toe, you know, trying to move boxes. I go to work and I'm limping. And, you know, patients and families are like, what happened? I was like, we won't even go there, right? But you have to laugh. And the reason this is important is because there was a time that, I'm going to be honest, I had lost my laugh. I had lost my sense of humor. I got so caught up in life, so caught up in trying to figure out, almost just mindlessly trying to figure out what, you know, as I think about it, it's just like, what seat should I sit in? That means that if I sit in that seat, I'm in the right seat, I'm at the right table, I'm good. Or what role did I need to take on? Whose expectation, whose perception or what perception that I had of who I needed to be? You know, what mask did I need to put on so that I was accepted at the table? I could fit the mold, the narrative that I had made up for myself on what it meant to be a leader or what did it mean to be a Christian, a minister? What did it mean to be the best mom, the best wife, the best daughter? You know how we do. We have all of these narratives and often sometimes people put them on us. But as you've heard me say in other episodes, often it's because we've created just almost really not even realize it subconsciously based on our life experience or what we've seen or what we've heard. We've created these narratives that then become our expectations, that then become how we view ourselves, how we rate ourselves, how we compare ourselves with other people. And in the midst of all of that and being on this hamster wheel that I had created and all with all the guilt feelings of not being enough and and feeling like, you know, I had to carry the world on my shoulders and everybody and and I had to fix everything and everybody and feeling like if I couldn't be in a thousand places at one time, it's my fault. If I couldn't make people happy and encourage them to be the best that they could be, that it was my failing. And in the midst of all of that, I had lost my laugh. Oh, yeah, I would giggle here and there. But a real good laugh at life, being able to laugh at myself, had been lost. Now, mind you, my parents, my family, have a sense of humor. The thing I respected and still respect so much about my parents, you know, I look at 
my dad who and my you know both my parents came from segregated texas and i look at my dad and what he experienced by serving in the army and you're talking about in the 1950s into the 1940s in rotc at historical black college university prairie view but growing up in the back country near big sandy texas it wasn't in big sandy proper it was called Elam Springs. It's still called Elam Springs, that section. And, you know, consider my, his father, as he, he calls him, that he was a sharecropper. I remember my grandmother, his mother, my paternal grandmother, she would wash clothes for the white families in the, the you know, in the community. Um, and whatever work that she could take on, and very meager, very, you know, very poor by those terms. And for him to work his way through to become a principal, to make it to the rank of colonel in the Army Reserves was huge. And in the midst of that, he loved to fish and hunt. He would work at the church did not feel it beneath him to clean the toilets, fix whatever needed to be fixed. And, you know, even had experience working on the railroad back in Texas, to say that, but had an awesome sense of humor and very observant of life. My mom, also a very simple means, raised in Bessemer, a sawmill town that no longer exists. When you drive by there, you see the bushes and weeds grown up of a community of the past. And her father and mother, highly educated, yet had to be sent out of the state of Texas for their, their higher level degrees because they weren't allowed to get those degrees in Texas. And all devoted to serving and helping others. And my mom, came to California with her husband and excelled, put two kids through college, went on to get her doctorate and graduate with her doctorate the same year I finished college and had continued to help. Both of them worked in the community and she had a wonderful sense of humor, you know, observer of life. and. I've grown up being around people who laughed and enjoyed life. But wonderful sense of humor. And somewhere along the line, somewhere between, I think, finishing training, starting my family, I slowly but surely lost connection with my sense of humor. As I said, I would laugh, but not big belly laugh and just loosen up and be free. I used to even like get a little frustrated with my husband who has an awesome sense of humor because 
it was almost like the story of Martha and Mary. I would see my husband, you know, I remember with both our kids, especially with my daughter, I'd be, you know, bustling around because I was in a master's program as that, at that time, my master's of public health. This was after I had graduated from, you know, medical school, done my geriatrics fellowship, and I decided to do additional training. So I had my daughter when I started my master's of public health, and I was so caught up in everything, you know, the seriousness of life. And here I had wanted a baby but just so caught up in everything. But he would just sit there and let her sit on his lap. And she'd do this thing. She'd kick him in the stomach, laying on his lap. And I can remember, I hate to admit it, being a little, it probably was jealous, but upset like, well, you know, as I said, you remember in the scripture where Martha was upset because she felt like Mary wasn't helping her and Jesus had to remind her, you know, there's, you know, your sister is, really paying attention to priorities of what's most important is being with me. Right. And that continued. And it was only after God really got my attention and jerked me off of that hamster wheel of life that I really lightened up and really tapped back into my sense of humor. I made room for it. I learned to laugh at myself because life is a journey. Everything is not that serious. There are some very real things in life that are serious, but most it's going to happen anyway. But if you choose to just laugh be kind to yourself as I've had to learn to just laugh. God has wired me a certain way. He's wired you a certain way. And I do feel that God has a sense of humor because he wants us to have a sense of humor. It leads to us being able to forgive ourselves for being human. We're human to laugh. And when we are able to laugh at ourselves and show ourselves mercy and grace, we lighten up. We're able to open our eyes and ears to what's going on around us. We're able to jump off of just the hamster wheel in life to appreciate the air on our face. Do you ever stop to just feel the coolness of air on your face? That's a blessing. To hear the birds chirping. To stop and hear children playing. People talking. To hear the wind rustling the leaves. To hear cars going by. That's presence. That's creating presence just by being able to stop and laugh. And yes, as I said, when I hit my my nose with that light, it hurt. But I had to laugh because, to be honest, I put that light there, should have known better by putting that lamp there, 
because it wasn't in a, a really a secure place. So it came back to bop me on the nose. And yes, I hurt my toe. It has been throbbing. Yet I'm still able to walk and just have to laugh because I didn't really take time to make sure that the leg was extended correctly on that ottoman bed. And that's not to say, sis, that everything happens because of our responsibility. No, there are some things that God gives us little signs to say, do you really want to do that? And we do it anyway. And then it comes right back like a boomerang effect where it comes back like that lamp and hits us on the cross, the nose. And it's like, Oh my gosh, God was telling me to question. Should I do that? But there's a lot of things in a life that aren't our responsibility in terms of it's not our fault. Life happens, but laughter is a great way to tap into your resilience to be able to laugh, to be able to just enjoy life, that even when things don't happen always the way we like them to, it's okay to still laugh. Maybe the job didn't go the way that you wanted it to go. Maybe you're dealing with the loss of a relationship, a loss of a loved one, or you're just really going through it. And I'm praying for you right now. My prayer is in the midst of the storm, you're still able to find something to smile about, a little tinge of laughter, of humor of mercy and grace for yourself. Laughter will do wonders. So I hope today's episode was helpful to you. And I love and enjoy spending this time with you every week. And I hope that you will come back. I hope that you will subscribe if you haven't subscribed already that you will share this episode, share the podcast so that we can grow our overwhelmed to resilient community, our family, our tribe of Christian women who are living our life with priority, permission, purpose, that we're doing the thing and presence, permission, priority, presence, and purpose. So I look forward to seeing you again at Overwhelmed to Resilient. Take care now. Take care. Take care. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today for today's episode of Overwhelmed to resilient, where we unplug from feelings of overwhelm and plug into our inner resilience so that we can live lives of joy and in God's purpose through mind, body, and faith reset. If today's episode 
resonated with you, please subscribe. And if you know someone who would also find value, please share it with them. I look forward to being with you every week. Take care and I'll see you next time for Overwhelmed to Resilient.